0: Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast, friends and family week. Happy Thursday. I'm so excited to be sitting down yet again with a crowd favorite, the one and only... Host of the Taylor Strecker show on Patreon, Taylor Strecker. Hey girl. Hey! How are you doing? I missed you. I'm so happy to be back. I know, honestly, like I'm glad to be podcasting with you, but more so just because like we have a whole afternoon planned of like getting drunk. Maybe we'll go shopping. Like I know. that's really why no, we No, no, no. That's why we do the work that we no. do. I, I can't drunk shop. I can't because I have a wedding to pay for. I know, but you, you also need like a fabulous hat to wear to the wedding, you know? I do. Every bride needs a hat. And Every bride. A clutch?
1: I already have
0: one. It's for the sake of the wedding, Taylor.
1: <laughs> We're going okay. shopping
0: for the wedding. Okay. I'll get shoes. Some people shed for the wedding. I prefer to shop for the wed. I'm with you. I like it.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Uh, seriously, I told you last night, or what, a couple nights ago, on Nerd, I will fill in all the time. Ta- I'll be your number one. Fuck Ben. It's me. Fuck
0: Ben. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, we. I don't know what you know about the drama with Ben. What? Maybe you feel like you can understand this, because we have really similar personalities. Okay. So... Ben co-hosted with me on Monday and we got up from this episode and we were all like dying. We were like, that was such a funny episode, whatever. And it was a little stressful for me because usually when Jackie's here, we split the responsibilities. She chooses and reads the stories. I read the ads. We have to time it all, but it's easy when there's two of us. Right. But when one person's co-hosting, like it's all on them. So it's always like a little bit more stressful when you're guesting with someone. Definitely. So Ben was just like being like a little crazy and like, I guess I was like a little uptight just because... I was stressed. You've doubled the work. Right. And so, but we were still like funny. And literally like, if you go to the YouTube episode, the comments are blowing me up for gaslighting my husband, being so mean to him. Like Ben, how do you let Claudia talk to you? And I had such a pit the whole day. I'm like, I don't want to be that girl. Like who yells at her husband? I'm like, but that is also our dynamic. Like we bicker, like that's who we are. Yeah. But that's like, but it's in love. Like couples that can't do that, don't really love each other. (laughs) I totally agree. Yeah. And so like, I was getting so many messages from married people who were like, this is the best episode I've ever seen. They get it. And then other people were like, oh my God, like what does Ben's mom think about the way that you talk to him? I'm like, don't fucking bring Ava into this. She is a wonderful person. (laughs) Don't fucking say her name. That is so low. Bringing in a mother-in-law. So low. That is fucked up. And I have an amazing mother-in-law.
1: So like, don't even fucking say her name. Right? Tay, I actually just had Tay on my podcast, Taste Mm -hmm. of Taylor.
0: Radio show, Patreon. Taste of Taylor free, right? People get very confused. Taylor has a podcast on the podcast app called Taste of Taylor. It's free and it's great promo for your daily show, which is on Patreon, which is six ninety five a daily show, two hours every day. Thank you. So my fiance Taylor was on it, and she was like drinking a beer at like eleven a.m. <laughs> and she's like, I get so nervous, and like she said, I don't want to bicker with you, and I was like, It's fun when we bicker. So then me and Jackie were like kind of talking it out yesterday because I was like, Honestly, I don't know if I ever want to do a podcast with Ben again, like because I don't want, I don't want that to be be my reputation like I just like felt so bad and then I'm like am I a mean person and I'm not like that's really just how me and Ben are Mm -mm, no and so Jackie was like honestly I challenge anyone who has a husband or a partner to podcast with them and not yell at them
1: seriously we got in an argument because she so we're both girls we're getting married I'm not gonna compete with her she's a model yeah she's a blonde tall skinny model yeah whatever she wears I want to wear the opposite so she was all about the slip dress and then over the weekend I was gonna do like a Like a chic suit. Not like a guy suit. I love that. Like a girly suit. Yeah. And on like Saturday, she was like, you know what? I think I want to wear a suit. I was like, fuck you. So we talked about that in the podcast. and debating. funny. Yes,
0: yes. So I think a lot of people, I just felt like you could relate to that because like I had such anxiety about that and I'm like, that's what I'm going to be known for. But I guess I have been known for worse things. Honestly,
1: I feel like anyone who's been in a relationship has got to empathize with that. Thank you. No, 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 And you and Ben, I can speak from personal experience, have an incredible relationship. And you're like, you play together. You're fun <laughs> together. You love each other. Couples like Kravis. Short.
0: Please. Short. Yep. Short lived. Hot flame, short burn. And I'm loving it. Like I'm obsessed with it, but it is a lot. It is overwhelming. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Um, So we have a really big show for you guys. We're not going to be talking about Kravis, but who knows Like what could happen. (laughs) I'm sure all roads lead back to Kravis. Yeah. We have tons of stories, but I'm also really excited for our TV recap. One, because I want to talk to you about Summer House, because I'm finally all caught up. The reunion's on tonight, and Jackie doesn't watch. Two... I caught up on Younger last night, which I think has released the first five episodes. Yep. Um, you host the Younger after show, so you know how it ends. So I do. I do. I'll try not to, you know, spoil it for myself. Um, and then also, The Real Housewives of New Jersey was on last night, so we have like a lot to cover. I'm excited. If it's okay with you, I just think it's time we dive right in. Unless you have anything you want to promote, you know. No, you covered it flawlessly. Okay, you guys, welcome to the Morning Toast. And what is it? I literally can't do this part. Jackie does it every day. Without further ado, it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast and of course as always today's episode is brought to you by bruce and i just found out my sister Margot did a nighttime routine and she doesn't use a bruce so bruce can you i'll send you her address <laughs> um bruce what is bruce the best electric toothbrush on the market and the official toothbrush of the morning toast it is so wor- efficient it works so well and a lot of electric toothbrushes can cost over 200 dollars, and the bruce does not so it's very affordable the brush itself has six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. They have a tongue setting. They have a ton a ton of different settings. The battery life lasts four weeks, so if you're traveling, you don't need to bring a charger. But the charging stand is sleek. It's very Tesla. It's magnetic. It doesn't have a lot of, like, tchotchke clutter on your countertop. It's really elegant, and it also comes with a travel case when you do have to travel. They offer a subscription program as well, so you never forget to change your brush head again. Bruce will ship you a new replacement head every six months, so you're never stuck using a worn-down brush head. The design is very sleek. It has a modern aesthetically pleasing design and it comes in trend-driven seasonal colors so it looks great on your bathroom counter year-round jackie and i both have the toasty pink which is really perfect for us if you want to get 15 percent off your bruce toothbrush kit and refill plan use the promo code toast at bruce.com that's 15 percent off using promo code toast at bruus com. so today's stories taylor there there's a little bit of celebrity news but there really not not that much happened yeah, in no. the world but there's a lot going on in the tech space and you know as tech technistas ourselves it's important that we give our thoughts I know I know but let's start with a little celebrity news a couple that I well an ex-couple that like I'm just fascinated with Tom Brady shares a rare public tribute to his ex Bridget Moynihan in honor of her birthday I am so into them because
1: I'm from Massachusetts so (gasps) patriots die and like Tom like I mean, you cannot not brag if he's your quarterback. Oh, but and like the father also, of your son, but he's also like such a douche and such a bad sport. Really, like he does not change. I started noticing because my fiance is an Eagles fan, psychotic. I know, but like you see the eyes through like a different perspective, mm-hmm. and or perspective through different eyes. She's rather,
0: literally, like. Convincing you. She's gaslighting you. It was
1: psychotic. <laughs> but so they were always so mean about Tom. And I was like, you know what? I will root for the Eagles, but be nice to Tom. And yeah. then I saw him. He doesn't shake hands after he loses. And really? I'm like, that is...
0: You win all the time. That's sportsmanship 101. Like, I used to do... You used to do that in the volleyball games. Like, good game, good game, good game, good game. Exactly. He walks off the field. So I was like, hmm. I don't like that. And then he left us for, like, the
1: schmuckaneers Yeah. So I now full-on hate him. <gasps> and I think I blame Giselle. So I stan... What's her face?
0: Bridget. You got it. But so I, it's very confusing, like, what actually goes on behind the scenes. I'm obsessed with the dynamic because, first of all, I love Blue Bloods. I don't know. Do you, do you know what Blue Bloods is? I know what it is. I don't watch it, but she's on it, right? She's on it. And I have actually such an amazing story because I, um, I'm such a big fan. And I think I'm the only person under the age of 35 who, no, under the age of 65. I was going to say, you and my mom watch the show. <laughs> And it's so good. And I think I'm, like, their millennial spokesperson. So one time I got invited to set and me and Margot went because we're obsessed And it was a family dinner scene, which meant everyone was there. So Tom Selleck, like, it was amazing. And me and Margot got to sit in these chairs and wear the the earphones and watch them take the takes. And then when they cut, they were all just, like, chatting while, like, someone was fixing, like, the set. And one of the characters was talking about how she's dating a guy from Boston. And Bridget Moynihan goes... I used to date a guy from Boston. I'm dead. And me and Margo were like clutching our pearls. Like, What did she say? That's all she said. And everyone was no! like, "Oh!" But it was just like cool to see her acknowledge it. And they don't really like, you know, tell the public like what goes on. But it has to be like a treacherous I relationship. Oh, what? Okay.
1: So my dad has a friend. So I mean, like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he is a member at the country club where Tom and Giselle live. Or like lived. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, lived. Live in Florida now. And... He said that the son that Tom has with Giselle is, like, not into sports at all. Oh. And Bridget Moynihan's son with Tom is, like, super athletic. She's, like, he's, like, a mini Tom. Mm. And Giselle's is kind of, like, a mini Giselle. He, oh, just like, oh. he just, like, wants to pose on, like, the greens at, like, the golf club. I'm with him. And Tom gets so frustrated <gasps>
0: with Giselle's Ooh. and, like, favors.
1: <gasps> Bridget!
0: So, you know what? It must be hard to be the kid you know you like you feel like I mean I imagine I don't know what the yeah. family dynamics are but like you know Tom is like married happily with these two kids and it maybe sometimes you feel like you might be like an outlier. Totally. So if Tom like lives for him because he's athletic then like he deserves no, and it. No it makes me so happy and also Giselle
1: really rubbed me the wrong way when she like first really came into the fold before they had their own and she would be like this is my son and it's like that's that's your stepson.
0: You got the mans. Stop stealing the kid. I happen to agree with that because there is a special place in my heart for stepmothers. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people's stepmothers like really can like save their lives yes. in certain situations but if the mom's involved like that's just rude. Yeah I mean stop. And Bridget Moynihan is like a good mom. Yeah right and I
1: just yeah I I, she, I, get good vibes from Bridget Moynihan.
0: So we never see them publicly interact except like if Tom went to Super Bowl Bridget will like post like she did this past Super Bowl. Right right but right. But that's really all that we get and we obviously get Tom hanging out with the oldest son a lot because like you said he likes football. Yep. But it was just uh, Tom's birthday. So according to E! News really no hard feelings because Tom Brady is publicly wishing his ex-girlfriend Bridget Moynihan a happy birthday the 43 year old quarterback took to instagram to celebrate the actress turning 50 brady posted a picture of Moynihan attending the u.s open with jack the son and yeah. wrote happy birthday abridge and moynahan we hope you have a great caps day the exes have proven they're on good terms before earlier this year Moynihan congratulated brady and the tampa bay buccaneers on their super bowl victory She had written, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one from Patriots Nation celebrating (laughs) at Buccaneers, hashtag Super Bowl, hashtag Great Game, hashtag Strong, hashtag Proud, hashtag So Proud, hashtag 55. Hashtag, stop with hashtags. She's obviously (laughs) turning 50 because that's a lot of (laughs) hashtags. Um, And so a little background, Moynihan and Brady started dating in 2004, broke up in 2006, and she learned she was pregnant with their child just a few months after the split when he had already moved on with wife Giselle Bundchen. Like, okay, for all of the people for your ex-boyfriend to move on with, like, could there be a worse one? Literally the worst in the entire world. Also, he did a Mariah Carey before Bridget. <gasps> what? Dead, right? That's iconic. I know. I never finished Mariah's memoir. Maybe it was in there, but she talked mostly about um, Tommy Mottola and yeah. Derek Jeter, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, like, happy about this. Like, I, I feel like it's a delicate dynamic. You know, ex-wife, stepmom, mom Like... I really, I actually do, even though I live for the drama, I do genuinely hope, like, they're all at peace as a collective family.
1: Well, me too, because I feel like in that trifecta, if you will, of that modern family, mm-hmm. the only person who probably is going to lose over and over and over again Bridget. is Bridget. Yeah, Exactly. So if she gets along with Tom, that's great. I think Janelle. Janelle Giselle <laughs> is, like, kind of
0: sneaky-ish. For sure.
1: And competitive AF. But I feel like, you know, for the But greater that's just us kid, judging
0: a book by its cover. She just... <laughs> can't stand her. <laughs> I know. She's, like, too pretty. And honestly, the fact that, like, Tom Brady chose Giselle just, like, kind of makes me not like him. Like, she's so Same. obviously beautiful. Like, why don't Same. you just be more creative and, like, date someone like me, you know? Right? <laughs> it's just, like, a little disappointing, you know? I agree. She's just too beautiful. Too perfect. But actually, I'm really happy that, like, it's, I feel like we don't get insights into their relationship at all. Like, they're very private, which they should be for the children. Right. But, like, I do live for it. And I'm glad to know that they're in a good place. Me too. I just, like, want Bridget Moynihan to like. I mean. So much time has passed now, but, like, I just want her to, like, get back at him, you know? Like, well, does she have anyone? I think she's, like, a long-term partner. Let me actually look it up. Because, and even if she does, it's nobody, uh... Ugh, that's gotta be... I, I'm like, That's, like, my
1: biggest fear is that Tay and I won't make it. And, like, she'll just end up with, like, some
0: famous, hot, rich person, and I'm just gonna be, like... Okay, wait, she is married. Okay. Got married in 2015 to someone named Andrew Frankel. I think he's Jewish. Um, so she... Is related to Bethany? That's what, literally what I was thinking. <laughs> he is the co-president of Stuart Frankel & Co., a Wall Street brokerage firm founded by his father. Okay. Yes. That is old money. Okay, We're that's happy good. for her. That's good. The wedding pictures look cute. He has a receding hairline, but doesn't matter. <laughs> good, I'm happy for her, because like it's hard when your fucking ex-boyfriend and father of your son literally moves on with... Not even arguably, like definitively, the most beautiful woman in the world. Uh, I know. Well, we're we're praying for her. Yeah, we're praying for
1: all of them. She's in her prayers. <laughs> I know it's your favorite. Do you want to bless yourself? I uh, bless myself.
0: <laughs> um, I'm also obsessed with that TikTok dance. I'm getting ripped tonight. All R-I-P that. <laughs> hey, literally, I'm a 12 year old. <laughs> uh, a little bit more celebrity news. Couples. Way less famous than Chama, Chama Giselle. Okay. Inside Tariq El Musa and Heather Ray Young's romantic engagement party. Okay, nobody cares. I had an engagement party, but there were a couple people from that's selling Sunset about. there, and that's why we care. Yes. Chriselle Staus. I don't think that's a surprise. Last we left, like she was taking yeah. that side. She wasn't yes. on the Davina Christine Quinn side. Fucking Davina. Mary Fitzgerald, literally my least favorite person on planet Earth. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Same. my second least favorite. My first is Roman. Really? Yeah. No, Davina's my number one. I'm sorry. Like, I don't even hate Davina as much as everyone else does because, like, she obviously has taste because she's friends with with Christine Quinn. And, like, that's who I would be friends with if I worked at Oppenheim Yeah, But Davina is not her friend. She's her foot soldier. Fine. I, I would love to have a foot soldier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would love to have one, but to be the foot soldier is pathetic. And then also, Amanza Uh -uh. was there, who's really nice. And she's kind of like neutral in the group. I love Amanza. I die for her looks. Her fashions are next level. And you just like brute for her. It's like she couldn't sell that one house. It's like, just do it. Your first house is always the hardest. It was so sad. It was so sad, but... Something about Selling Sunset that I worry about is, like, it feels really, really fake. But the fact that, like, Crochelle, Mary, and Amanza were the ones invited to Heather's engagement party, that cool. tracks.
1: I know. I don't think it's fake. I really, really don't. I think that
0: they were definitely cast together. But once you're, like, co-workers, mm-hmm. you develop relationships. The home selling is definitely, like, fake. It is yeah. on all of those shows. On Million Dollar Listings, it's completely fake. I don't know. I know yes. Frederick really well, and it seems like he's selling that shit for By real. By the way, I think they're the real estate agents on those Million Dollar Home shows are very, very successful, but the apartments that are Oh totally The woman who staged. does my hair no. said that one of her clients has like a sickening apartment and they just used it to film like fake selling it. That tracks. Yeah so I, I think it's fake but I I worried that like so much of selling sunset was fake be, like, half of them maybe not even were real estate agents. But this tracks Chrishell, Mary, yeah. Manza, and Heather. I heard that the Oppenheim group doesn't even exist on Sunset,
1: but that's a lie. Because I drove by it last time I was in L.A., like, eight months ago, and it was there. I, oh, good. So, yeah, and thank they're, God.
0: they're opening, I think, in the O.C. because Tarek, he's the star of Flip or Flop, which is literally the worst show on HGTV. <laughs> and I can't believe after all of their drama and divorce, like, HGTV, like thought it was worth fighting for because now, like, she has her own show and right. he has his own show and it's just, like, so... And they have the flipper flop show that they co-parent. Like, it was never even a good show but, honestly, their divorce made them both interesting yep. and more famous. Yep. I saw him in the airport once and I took a photo with him. Is he cute? Um, no. <laughs> but, like, I have, like, met... I've been in the in the presence not to be like annoying of like so many famous people and I never asked to take pictures but like I just thought it was too funny. Why? Because like I don't really like I just I don't know like I'm like nervous but like oh Tarek. no no I get not taking a picture oh. why did you take a picture with him because I had just started watching HGTV like so much and this <laughs> was before he was still married to Christina and I was like this is just hilarious it's like it was like seeing Ina Garden, you know like a yes niche. okay I get it I would take a picture with Ina totally but I do think this is the weirdest couple and honestly like I know I bring it up everyone's gonna say like these are one of the five stories I always bring up but like I have not looked at him the same since that incident people don't even talk about it like right when him and Christina were getting divorced like literally the cops had to come to their house because he like yelled broke a door took a gun and ran up into the mountains behind their house it's like a crazy fucking story and then they got divorced and it was all fine and the show was fine but like nobody talks about that and I that's insane i just think that it's worth talking about it's worth mentioning
1: never forget never forget yeah so
0: like i hope that he's a changed man because that's like a scary situation to be in but Mm -hmm. heather is just like too excited about her engagement ring to even give a shit
1: right heather and
0: she's also one of those like giselle type stepmoms Yes, she is. Because, like, I was searching for stories and there was a they did an exclusive with E talking about, like, the engagement party and, like, it was all about the kids. Ugh. They call me super stepmom. Like, chill the fuck out. I just feel like it is so disrespectful. I agree. Unless the mom is totally out of the picture. Then it's such a blessing, like... Yes. To have, like, lost someone but, like, have someone come in who just immediately loves you. Like, it's such a blessing. But... If it's a blended family and like you're, yes, if you're I don't know. co-parenting with the kid's biological children. I never had a stepmom, so Parents? maybe, I can't speak from experience, but I feel like it would be really hurtful <sighs> to the mom.
1: No, this is classic mean girl gaslighting shit. <laughs> you my agree. friend,
0: let's go shopping. It's I, like,
1: no, 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 no.
0: We are in agreement. <laughs> um, okay, so that's pretty much all the celebrity news, but there is a bunch of like random ass, oh, actually there's a little bit more celebrity news that I think you and I would love. Okay. From page six, third story, Jessica Simpson says she threw away her scale and has no idea of her weight. Yep. Jessica Simpson told Hold A Copy on the Today Show that she has no idea what her current weight is, having banished a scale from her home a long time ago. She said, I threw it out. You said it was like a Ouija board in in church. Bye-bye. She said, I have no idea how much I weigh. Like, I just want to feel good and be able to zip up my pants. If I don't, I have another size. I have every size. I do, too. I've really tried my hardest not to let that define me. Um, and that, uh, she said... With COVID nineteen, it has been especially intense. We've all been handed challenges and fears in our lives that at times feel like too much to overcome. Mm. Did you read her book? I didn't.
1: I did not. I should
0: have. You still can. Like I, I have not copy. Read. It's worth it. <laughs> really? First of all, it's so juicy. Like she goes in on Nick Lachey, John Mayer, like. All of the men. Okay. But it's also really balanced in the sense that usually when I read a celebrity memoir, my least favorite part is hearing about how they grew up. Like I actually might even skip that chapter. But I would say like the first third of the book, she grew up like really interesting. Like, well, her dad is wild. Bible Belt. Yeah. Like she had these crazy stories because they were so involved in the church and they had like no money, but her mom was just like doing everything she could to help the community. Like it was actually really, really interesting. And it makes you just like love her so much there's a lot even about like Ashley about how like and I think Ashley's writing a book too because Jessica's was so interesting they really had just like such an interesting life before being famous and then were like thrown into a whirlwind of fame and like some of the shit they went through like would never fly like now in this day and age right 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 it's really good but I just ever since that like I've always loved her because I grew up being a fan of Jessica Simpson and we have the same birthday so I always felt like especially connected to her (laughs) And after reading her book, like I'm even more in love with her. I think she's such a good role model and I love her and I love that she just like made a billion dollar business and pieced the fuck out of the public yeah, eye. That's, that's the way to go. I yes. Mean, but to the for the scale, I think that this, I
1: wish I had the strength. I do not, but I so co-sign what she's saying. Of
0: course. Yeah. But like, it's like a vicious cycle because like you get into a place where it's like sometimes you feel like you really do want to weigh yourself frequently so that you know where you're at so that like your weight doesn't get so out of hand but then it becomes so toxic and you become so obsessed that you don't weigh yourself and now it's like I haven't weighed myself in so long like I fear the scale so it's a really fucked up relationship it is and honestly just tossing it is like brilliant and I just love the the mindset of being like all right so my pants don't fit like Get another pair. I know.
1: Oh God, I have such food stuff and such weight stuff and such body image crap. Mm-hmm. But like, I remember, I kind of was like taught not to throw my mom under the bus. I love her so 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 much. And the thing is, she wasn't like torturing me; she was torturing herself, and it just trickled down, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. I feel that. And she was like, when I would gain weight, it was kind of like, well, we're not going to go shopping for new clothes because you want to inspire yourself to fit back in your old clothes. Right, and
0: you'll so- both leave like a skinny pile, like section of the closet. Always, I still do. I have like size twos in the closet. My Whole closet. That's why I literally wear the same thing every day. My <laughs> whole closet is like, yeah. When I get skinny again, I'll wear that stuff. Right, and it's torture. No, and it's like such nice stuff. Like I really should lose the weight just so I can fit into these fabulous clothes. But like I just don't care. <gasps> like Stella McCartney. Fuck. And that's the other thing. It's like I was actually thinking about this on my way over here. That's so weird. I was actually thinking how it's kind of a blessing that I'm like not a sample size. Like I can't wear designer clothes because if I could like I am now of a place in my life where I'm like so like financially independent and like I have financial freedom like I would buy that shit I know and the
1: fact that I can't is like kind of a blessing (laughs) right we're like we live the high low yeah because I can't justify buying the clothes because I can't fit into them but if I
0: did like clothes that it's such a huge waste to buy expensive clothes but like imagine if like I could fit like, and I always have like weddings and events. I'm like, and I buy most of my shit like from Revolve or like ASOS, which is Maybe like moderately too. priced. ASOS, Zara, same, yeah, yeah. So, but like, imagine if if I was like so like thin that like every time I had somewhere to go, I would just like go to Bergdorf Goodman. Like that's what I would do, <laughs> but I can't because I'm fat. And I think it's a blessing, and I think it's a protective barrier from destructive. Financial behaviors. That's how I'm gonna look at it for me. From I think it's a really like it. good perspective. I do too. We have been blessed. We have been blessed. <laughs> With these extra layers that protect us from financial ruin. <laughs> I think it's a really interesting way of thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, when things.
1: I was uh, I was skinny for like one summer, my wedding, and By I the way, there's a
0: book series called The Summer I Turned Pretty, and for us it's the summer I turned skinny. <laughs>
1: And I literally went data mix and I was like, but it everything looks so good. It oh, was so hard
0: for and you. And so I bought all of it and honestly, it's stupid. It's stupid. Stupid. So I'm gonna keep wearing my Zara and Me too. Revolve is like good high low because like some of the shit's on there fifty dollars and some of it it's like out of control, expensive. Um Are you ready to move on to another story? Yes, please. A little more tech news. The tech news is going to be brought to you by Ancestry.com. Do you want to know more about your family? Mm -hmm. Did your great grandmother work hard to raise her children and keep her family together? Did your grandfather march for social justice and pave the way for change? Was there a healthcare worker in your family's past who cared for another generation? Our ancestors were ordinary people who lived through extraordinary situations, something we can all understand today. Challenging times are nothing new, neither are resilient people. Learning about the struggles and adversity your family went through can bring you closer to your own family today as you share stories from and form new bonds ancestry helps you search billions of records to learn more about the ancestors who came through remarkable challenges so you could be here today you can find details about their lives in records at ancestry see what they did to earn a living in a census record or see their actual signature on a military record as they signed up for fight to fight for our country learning their stories helps you find a connection to the, what they went through and how they stood strong through hardships and struggles when you get closer to your ancestors by learning their stories you have a new way to get closer to your family Discover your ancestors' stories of resilience in records at, ancest- at Ancestry, and it can help you gain a deeper understanding of their lives. There's a strength in every family story. Learn more about yours at Ancestry. Head to the link Ancestry.com slash toast. That's A-N-C-E-S-T-R-Y dot com forward slash toast to start your trial today. It's a free trial. That's Ancestry.com slash toast. Okay. 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 We've got a little tech news. First up with Netflix, they have a brand new feature. It's called the Play Something Shuffle Feature to Solve Your Movie Night Indecision.
1: Ooh.
0: Netflix is officially rolling out Play Something today. So this came out yesterday. So you already have it. Um, Adding a button across the streaming services UI to automatically suggest new shows and movies that you've never watched before. The Play Something button will appear in several places on the app, including underneath your profile when you log into the left-side navigation bar and in the tenth row of Netflix's homepage. The company has been testing the feature for months under a variety of names, but today marks its official worldwide debut for all Netflix users. To start, the company is rolling out the Play Something button on TV-based versions of the app, but it has plans to start testing it on Android devices too. Mm-hmm. So Netflix wants to stress that it's not just a random button that throws you into a metaphorical wolves, throws you to the metaphorical wolves. The feature uses your existing profile and taste in shows and movies to surface similar titles based on what kinds of things you already watch. The button will show a variety of algorithmically curated content, including entirely new shows and movies, series or films you've already started, or something on your watch list.
1: How is this different than the thing that they do now?
0: Yeah, I guess like all the categories that come up are in some way, you know, because if I went onto your Netflix, it would be so different than mine because it's based on your viewing. But I guess this like this just literally starts playing something for you. Speaking of, that's a really good call. That it's literally like they already do that, right? Like I was sitting here being like, doing long division <laughs> in
1: my head. <laughs> Speaking of Netflix, though, and other people's accounts, so obviously like family share, yeah, of course. So t- on ours, we are like the pe- the payers, uh-huh. and then taste little sisters on it. Her mom and dad are on it, and then randomly out of nowhere, a person named Jane just popped up. Shut the fuck <laughs> up! And we're like,
0: who f Jane? I have a theory. What do you think? Have you logged into your Netflix account? Like, if you've rented an Airbnb or, like, because the thing is, like, we rent houses a lot for vacations because we're so many people. Yeah. And on the day, you know, there's things you do on the day. You leave, you pack, you wash your underwear. (laughs) I always go to every TV and unlog out of, like, Amazon Prime and stuff because it's so dangerous. All your information is on there. So you might have stayed at an Airbnb. We I'm trying to think, I mean, not recently, but maybe nobody was staying at Airbnb's
1: for a while and now they're back and doing it. Tay traveled a lot for work and I do remember when I was on tourist Dossi, I definitely would log into the Netflix. But
0: in hotels, when you log into a Netflix, part of checkout is like they'll log you out. It doesn't stay. So then I don't think so. That was just a theory of mine, but that's really creepy. Who's Jane? Hashtag who is Jane. That's really weird. But like,
1: I, we thought what, maybe it was like a beta tester or something. But we no. can't. And it's a really weird profile. Like the things that pop up are like so generic. Mm.
0: Hmm. That's uh, really creepy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Jane is watching you. <laughs> Jane is watching. <laughs> honestly, like you did point out a good inconsistency in this button, but I'm really grateful because a lot of people are like, you know, your information is everywhere, and like it's like a bad thing that like all these companies have so much information about yeah. you. But it's like, okay, Netflix has my information, and they're trying to help me. So like they're <laughs> trying to help me find something to watch. So I'm honestly pretty grateful. <laughs> if you're gonna take my information, like at least make my life easier. They're so helpful. They are. They just want to help.
1: Also, Netflix has the best interface of all of the streaming services, in
0: my humble opinion. Who do you think has the worst? Because me and Jackie have a definitive answer, and I'm curious. The worst is Apple. I don't have it. So the it's next so, one.
1: So so horrible. It makes me it. angry. Um, the second worst. It's Hulu. I don't know. I've. I, I it's think, horrible. I think the more that you navigate something, the better it gets.
0: Yeah, but like Hulu just has like a lot of problems. Yeah. On Apple TV. Do you have an Apple TV? That's what I hate.
1: Well, no, no. You know what people say? It's like, if you have like a Fire Stick or a Roku or yeah. an Apple TV, like that changes the configuration yes, of Hulu, the streaming platform. Hulu
0: looks different on a Fire Stick. I had a Fire Stick for a really long time. And before COVID, I changed to an Apple TV. Or Actually, in the middle of COVID, it was such a blessing. Like, I can't believe I didn't have Apple TV before. Damn,
1: really? We have a... A ro- is Roku fire Olivia,
0: No, Olivia has a Roku. She's obsessed with it. Yeah, I like it. But Apple TV is so supreme.
1: Yeah, well, the Apple whatever on Roku blows.
0: Oh, so the Apple streaming service. It's atrocious. It's it's insulting. It's so confusing. Um, That sucks. The Apple TV interface is actually pretty good. You know what else is terrible?
1: Fucking HBO Max. Atrocious. Really? Atrocious. It won't even remember. So like... That's for, true. For all the shit that Netflix gets actually... How frustrating when I watch Sex and the City all day long and then I want to pick up where I left off and it sends me all the way back to, like, to where you th- started. Come on!
0: I agree. I mean, I guess I never realized because for HBO Max, I really only watch Friends on it. So like I just go to Friends and I just like press play. Like I don't really keep up consistently. And you don't care where you leave off necessarily. Right. right? But yeah. I did recently rewatch Sex and the City in its entirety. And I do remember when I would like watch in the living room and then go to bed on the same account in my room. Like it would, it would take me back to where I started. It was so frustrating. Yep. No, you're totally right. Worst. Um, so, hopefully, that will help. Even though, like, I can just imagine like me and Ben sitting down, we'll do the play something button and, like, we'll hate everything it suggests. Always. So, like, I don't even know if this helps. Although,
1: I did find The Baker and the Beauty,
0: and what a treat. It's an Israeli show. I loved it. I know, I need to start watching it. Yeah, it's good. Okay, good on. Uh, maybe I'll actually do that. Um, all right, fifth and final story from Bloomberg Walmart is expanding delivery to your fridge. Ooh. In the fall of 2019, they started testing a service to deliver groceries right into your fridges while the customers were out. Yeah. Then the pandemic kept Americans at home, making Walmart's in-home business largely unnecessary. But it's not dead. With online grocery booming during COVID-19 and vaccinations rising, the world's largest retailer is expanding the service. It still faces a hurdle, though. Do Americans trust Walmart traipsing through their kitchens? Hmm. So they are now offering like grocery delivery and putting it in your fridge. Ooh. Like letting strangers into your home. Queen of England style. I like this. They debuted in Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Florida. Um, and they recently brought the new in-home turf to the northwest Arkansas area and huh. southeast Florida. So I think a lot of people are like flummoxed fl- about this because like, okay, having your groceries delivered is super normal. I actually have not been to a grocery store in years. I right. use Instacart, Peapod. There's so many services. Uber Eats now has it. So many. So many in New York. But I don't know if I would let someone into my home when Here. I wasn't home. I mean, here's the thing. Are they going to clean my fridge out? <laughs> no, they literally just put it away. Because, you know, um, if you have grocery delivery and you're not home and you have popsicles, like, you're fucked.
1: Right, Try, 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 I get it now. I don't know. I think I would opt out. I'm kind of a freak about people being in my house. And
0: you just have to schedule your grocery deliveries for, like, after 5 o'clock when you're home. Yeah.
1: It, it's, it's actually, like, it's so easy to work around that. This isn't a problem that really needed to be solved. No.
0: And I would not feel comfortable. Like. No, no, no. 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 I really don't like them, but I love the ingenuity of making life easy for us. I just think this is a miss. If they clean the fridge, then I'm in for it. Yeah, and also like sweep the floors. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. Dust my (laughs) curtains. Like, if you want to do like all these other things, maybe I'd be into it. But it doesn't seem like a really big problem. And now, mostly like everyone on the planet works from home, so like literally, you can literally have your groceries delivered in five minutes. Yeah,
1: Walmart, you're a little like behind the eight ball on this one.
0: Yeah, but I do love that they're thinking of ways to make my life easier at home. Yeah, and I love to see what they come up with next sure but this isn't it this is not it not at all no um okay so those were the fast five stories and I feel like maybe they weren't breaking news but I feel like they were interesting and now if you go to a dinner party you could be like hey did you hear Walmart you know moved into the northeast Arkansas area with their in-home delivery and grocery service hey I'm interesting hey I'm smart right and that's I'm well read literally all that matters Um, okay, let's do a little TV recap because I want to talk to you first and foremost about Summer House. I get
1: flick I mean, like my oh. armpits are sputting.
0: And the Summer House and TV recap is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me it's definitely stress, anxiety, mm-hmm. um, crippling self-doubt um better is here and they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist you can start communicating in under 48 hours better is not a crisis line and it is not self-help it is professional counseling and it's all done securely online there's a broad range of expertise available and they may not be locally available to you depending on where you live but this service is available for clients worldwide where you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor then you will get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. BetterHelp.com better, slash toast. That's BetterHelp.com slash toast. Go there and you can join the over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Morning Toast listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash toast. Okay. So I'm new to Summer House. I was with you two weekends ago. You started watching it and then I came home and like watched the whole thing. You were really resisting, by the way. Yeah, because, and I spoke about this yesterday so I don't want to repeat myself, but okay. my but I watched the first season and honestly, it was so terrible. Like, Oh, it's like night and day. Night and yeah. day. So I've I, watched them all though to be fair. Okay, I just was like, okay, the Hamptons is a fabulous place and there are no fabulous people on this show. Then, yeah. I think the show kind of blew up. So the people who have stayed on the show have become cool because they're famous reality stars. Yes. And then they just did a good job with bringing in new people. Like Paige, I'm just obsessed with. Yeah. Um, And it's really such a good show. And I have to say, of all the shows that I've watched in COVID, that was probably the one I watched and forgot it was COVID the most. Like, they really did the most with what they had. Because they never leave the house anyway. Which is ironic, though, because they were like the epitome of a COVID show because they literally couldn't leave because of COVID. But... And part of the reason I never watched it before is like they never even left the house other seasons because no one in Montauk would let them film. Like the Better Business Bureau true. and the, the whatever, like all these like locally owned businesses did not want Summer House film there. True. So they would close their doors yes. to Summer House people. So they were always sitting in the, in the house anyway. This, this season totally. was really no different. And it really is reflective of the Hamptons. Like when you're out there and you have a sick house, like you don't really
1: leave the house that much. No,
0: you invite people over. Yeah. But there's just so much going on now that I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with Robert and... Um, Danielle. Ugh, Danielle. I I don't live for her. She's so boring. But Robert is like so cute. I love how he just like came and became, I feel like he's going to be a cast member next season. He's adorable. And he cooked such a nice meal for the wedding. I want to cook for my wedding. That steak? (laughs) Let's talk about it. It looked so good. Can I be honest? Yeah.
1: Steak. I could cook that.
0: I disagree. You cannot. Like (laughs) Steak is like the hardest thing to cook. I mean, fine, 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 fine. But I make a mean chicken Milanese. I make a really good bowl of cereal. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm obsessed. Like, I just feel like the dynamic's getting really good. Like, I do, like, before I go to bed every night, like, I think of Stravi. Because he is in such a toxic relationship. (laughs) And she's really entertaining, but she's fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean,
1: I always get nervous about talking about Lindsay. Because, like, I'm scared when I run into Lindsay, it's gonna be weird.
0: She's very hot hot and cold. Like, it just is. I have the best reference. Well, you don't watch about to but like, do you watch Summer House? She's Claire Crawley. You don't show <laughs> up for me. Like, she just like says these blanket statements that yes. mean nothing. And like this guy, honestly, like I do. I, I pray for him and his wellness because like, she's not an easy person to be in a relationship with. No. She's not a good drinker. Like, no. she, some people get drunk and have a different personality that's and her. that's her and that's really scary and that's like a a frightening person to be in love with. Yes. Um because some people just get drunk and get crazy, they get drunk and get mean. She becomes a different person. I know. She's also righteous and justified. Like it's always her
1: perspective and never his and that's just like like a relationship is compromised. It's not like I am Lindsay. Here is my scary ass list of things I want and this is how it's going to go. Like that doesn't work that way. Also, no. he tried to do something nice in the middle of a pandemic that, and he got the food from that place like that it was, was
0: so that was so horrible to watch. It was and her dress was a churches. It was like slooty overalls. Yes. <laughs> In her defense though because when I had watched a few episodes of the first season, she's definitely most improved. Most improved. Yeah, because she's a great reality star. Oh, she's fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous to watch. Yeah. So, I don't like hate her. No. Um I I love Amanda so much and I I tolerate Kyle. To- okay, I'll I'll take a tolerate
1: Kyle. I am um she, she watching, definitely makes him a better man. I've been watching for so long and also this is a caveat even since season one, I've always had a friend on the show and yes. cast. So I have heard stories about Kyle and Amanda. I've also hung out with them. I have also actually my radio show them. is the reason that Kyle had to admit that he cheated on Amanda. <gasps> Go more. Stephen McGee came on, and what, when did he cheat? I don't know that. It was like season one or two, That's and like a- so Stephen came on and like <laughs> very uh, unanonymously. Like, hinted that there was a castmate and they were a couple and that he, like, you know, they, they tried to be perfect, but he had cheated. So what happened was my listeners, little effers, hey, girls, out. hey, no, they were like, obviously it's and Amanda. So they DM'd Amanda. And they were like, two things. Either your man's cheating on you need to know. Or you're. Or this kid's lying on your relationship you need to know. And so she confronted him with that news. He actually came on Taste of Taylor and that's when I found out. He was like, you're the reason why I had to. So I don't, and so given that, The fact that they're still nice to me, like, I have to give them credit for that, okay? No,
0: the thing is, is, like, I don't have anything against Kyle at all. And honestly, the fact, I, like, I love Amanda. So if she likes Kyle, like, he must be a good person. I just think there's a really fucked up weird dynamic in the house. Mm -hmm. And I've thought, I've thought of that even when I used to watch how, like, Kyle's kind of, like, in charge of everyone. And, like, they always get the master bedroom. Like, that would bother me. Right. So I'm just curious, like, what is it? about Kyle that like makes him the man of the house and even and we'll get into it when Kyle when Hannah was like apologizing to Kyle and she was like you're the man like why I just that's what I don't understand so here's the thing so I've actually
1: thought more than I should about Kyle and Amanda (laughs) (laughs) I think that Amanda is a nice girl I think that Kyle's a fun guy, but I think that Kyle is a controlling nightmare. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're living in a house with him, it's like, oh
0: my God. Shut up. You're not the boss of everyone. Wait, that's the thing. He has... But... The network and just like people have empowered him totally. to believe he's the boss. So he acts totally. like the boss. And I just want to know why. How did we get there? I think it's just season one. So the show really, like like Vanderpump,
1: the show actually came out of people who were really friends really doing things that they already did. Mm. And so because he was like an OG cast member and also like an OG real friend to people, yeah. I think that, like, I think he feels like Summer House is his. And if you're on it, you're welcome. Yes. But the thing that he doesn't realize is that shit almost got canceled. So the people they brought in, the Paige and the Hannah and who else did they bring in? Danny, No, Danielle was always there-ish, oh. kind of. Honestly, really, Paige and Hannah and Luke. I have to... Ugh, Luke. But... No, I I am here to defend Luke. No! We can't have lunch after. Why? <laughs> I... Wait. Baby steps. Wait. Put One pins thing in everything. The time. One thing at a time. But I feel like Kyle thinks that it's his show. And so when people like... Okay. So, you know he has Loverboy, right? That's his drink. Okay. So... When he first came, like, it's doing great now. Fabulous. But when it first came out, allegedly, like, other cast members were getting deals with Truly because they're influencers. Right. And he was so livid that oh. they were working with Truly. And I'm like... and. Allegedly, other cast you members. You can't were, get in the way of people's business. That's what they were saying. And then they were like, listen, I'm not gonna and, and it wasn't just one cast member, it was a lot of them. And listen, maybe that's truly coming for Lover Boy, which is fucked up. But like, hey, Loverboy, then pay them their rates. But like that wasn't the case. It was like, oh, you're my friends, don't get paid. You know? And it's like, no, no, no. That's and but I think anyone who comes in between me and my money is no friend of mine. Uh-huh. But I think in his mind he was like, Well, without me and the show, you wouldn't be there. Right. But it's like, well, people did come in with their own social. You know, numbers. I don't, and I don't buy into that you're at all. I'm not in control. So I think that it's like a control, I, same. I'm the man type of a like bravado he has
0: that like rubs people the wrong way. I agree, but a lot of the cast members like let him think that. So true, which then enables the beast right but it's then a also, vicious cycle did you see him come for the lack of uh, work ethic for podcasters because that was not lost on me that was not lost on me either and that was really disrespectful because a lot of people say to me like you work an hour a day I'm like you don't even. you know. have no idea also Kyle you're drunk every night like a fucking baby frat boy yeah So, like don't come for me about being professional that I really did not I like I do not like it And because I get that shit all the time. Like, well, if you had a real job, I'm like, girl, like, you don't even know how much more money I make than you. Like, go fuck yourself. And it is a real
1: job. You should see her, like,
0: even like watching you do social videos today, you take it seriously like a job. It's a, it is a job. job. It's a job. That really bothered me. I really um, don't like that. But Kyle. So, okay, wait, let's keep going down the list okay. um, because we have to talk about Hannah, obviously. I I'm trying to avoid it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, the thing
1: is... <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. I will talk about Hannah. I, I can, like, we are actually very good friends. I knew her before she was on Summer House. Mm. I am a social climber, but this is actually a friendship before. She came on my
0: radio show first. Let so. me just say, this: she's... I actually, I'm not gonna, like, be mean because I actually feel bad. Um, She's having a really rough season. Because I've been like just posing about um, Summer House. Like every single person is like, (laughs) and I'm not one to pile on because she's a friend. So I'm not going to do that. I do think she has gotten a bad edit, but I also think she did not do herself any favors. I think it's well said. Listen, I am a loyal friend, but I am not... um,
1: Delusional. Delusional. And I'm like, and I also let people know the truth. And also Hannah, in our actual friendship, she has done things that... Annoy me. Okay, so I get, like, Hannah, like, maybe overstepping and not seeing her role in things, but I will say this. With Hannah, when I've ever, like, had an issue, I go to her first thing directly, and it's resolved immediately. She's like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize. I'm so sorry. The issue with Hannah and the rest of the house is, no one's fucking communicating with her. So it's like... No, I don't agree with that. I think everyone's, like, doing... She's just very defensive. No, I think that there's no communication. It piles up, then it explodes, and then she gets defensive because it's, like, such an explosion. I think if they came to her, like, hey... Calmly, this, that, and the other. I think she would
0: respond hella better. You're, but when a, you, you're a good friend, but let when me say you this, feel like everyone's against you, though, of course, it's like good luck not exploding. I think of all the things that, like, she is, you know, being hated on for. One of the things that just, like, actually really bothers me is how she keeps and ins- she's so wrong in all of these arguments, and she gets so mad at Paige for not. Defending that, her, that I and it's definitely like, leave Paige yeah. the fuck alone. Paige like not every, to make up her own mind. Paige doesn't need to die on every hill for you. No. Like it's a lot. So like that that probably bothers me the most. Like I don't care that Dez didn't hang out with the group. Like literally, I don't who care cares. about that either. He's so much older than them. Why would he be hanging out with also, a bunch of twenty five? Sober. Oh, he is. So like he he's not gonna get fucked up with them. And also oh. they wanted to fuck. Oh oh oh! The fucking in the bathroom was so disrespectful. It wasn't great and. One of my, this is, this is what we're going to on Real Housewives of Dallas. Like, when you don't respect other people's personal property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get that it's not, you know, their bathroom. They didn't build it with their own hands, but it's their space. Yeah. That was on my list, top list of like <laughs> biggest atrocities ever committed. It wasn't, on house, it wasn't on a good house. idea. I don't think it I, it, I laughed. And of course, I'm like, oh, whatever. But if somebody hooked up in my bathroom, I would be mad. I would be even if just somebody like just was in my room like I'm just the type of person like my space is so personal to me especially when you're in a house with so many people like I know you have to protect your room I'm sure it gets very toxic with all the drinking and it's weeks on weeks and so your room is like your safe space yeah. if I just want to and I'm <laughs> sure they'll talk about it at the reunion because Kyle and Amanda still don't know technically in the show that they fucked in their bathroom right I like that to me that would be unforgivable I do think it was a fuck you of course, totally. So
1: you know, it, <laughs> of course, it was intentional. Yeah, I mean, listen, there was definitely moments during the show watching her as my friend that I cringed. I was actually cringing the most watching it with you guys that weekend we were together because it's one thing for me to watch it by myself, but to see other people who don't have skin in the game necessarily watch it was like, oh god, this is why I'm, this is why people are being yeah, so rough on her. It was like it was difficult. But
0: I will say The cringiest part. She feels cringy about it too, FYI. Okay, the cringiest part was the apology to Kyle. The most cringy. Because the thing is, Kyle was saying really mean things to her. And yeah, Hannah was in the right, but Hannah makes a huge mistake. And that's why she's not ever gonna be friends with Amanda again. Is because every time her and Kyle are fighting, she's like, Well, why don't you go yell at Amanda? And it's like Amanda's your friend. And it's like it's already hard enough for her to be in the middle of it, but then for you to drag her into it and say mean things about her relationship, like she is engaged to this person. Like that's where she loses, and that's why it was like painful to watch like Paige and Amanda this last episode like be so cute and like be bridesmaids and I was like literally tearing up it was like so cute and like Hannah's just sitting there so awkward like it used to be the three of us it's like yeah because you keep like fighting with Kyle which is fine but then bringing Amanda into it like she doesn't understand like The reason why she's now being left out of the wedding is because, not because she's fighting with Kyle, but because she literally cannot fight with him without bringing Amanda into it. And listen, and also, like, when you choose to marry somebody, that's your person,
1: they're an extension of you. I actually had a conversation with her about this. I said, listen, I understand that, like, from, like, a good friend, feminist point of view, you're like, he's bossy, he's controlling, he yells at all of us, he says mean things to all of us, Amanda included. We watch seasons of him, like, say such mean shit and do mean shit to Amanda. So I think, at her core, she's like, I'm trying to protect my friend, but there comes a point in time when, when your friend makes a decision, like my best friend from college she was dating this guy I did not like him I'm like he's not good for her but I talked shit 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 one day she finally came to me and she was like why don't you like him and I was like because he's not good for you and she was like stop talking shit I choose to be with him and that's when I was like you know what you're right once you make that decision I have to shut up about my opinions and so I started to just like I'm like if you choose him then i mean, going enjoy the good parts of him. And he's, like, one of my close friends now, so... Yeah, and
0: I actually have a lot of respect for Amanda for just, like, she really stands by her man. Even when Kyle, like, does say things, like the podcast thing, that are indefensible. Like, she stands by her man, and I have respect for that. I do have a respect for standing by your man. However, let me just say,
1: is there anybody other than me who wonders, like, because Kyle has such vitriol towards Hannah, that's got to come from conversations privately that are not happening
0: on oh, the show. what kind of conversations? I just feel like
1: there's, like... I just feel like, just watch closely. I just think that, I think Amanda is great, okay? But I think that Amanda has way more skin in the Kyle and Hannah knocking along game than oh. we actually see. I think she's the kind of girl who maybe I talks don't shit so. about her mans to her friends. I don't think so. And then talks shit about her friends to her mans. She seems really
0: genuine. I do not think so. It's just a question I'm putting out in the universe. Another question I'm putting out in the universe is wait shit! I just had something. It was about Kyle and Hannah. Okay, I can't remember. I Whatever. will just say
1: this: the scariest kind of mean girl is the mean girl who everyone thinks is the nice girl.
0: Yeah, I know, but I'm just telling you. Like, that's I, I'm a really good reader of people. Like, that's <laughs> that's not. Her. I've watched one oh. season of the show. <laughs> the thing I wanted to say was something else that really bothers me. That like is like why people, why maybe Hannah feels like people are ganging up on her, but like they're just annoyed with her. It's like she doesn't fucking help she doesn't cook she doesn't clean her room is disgusting like that really that like when you're living in a house like i would i, I don't want to live in a pigsty I, I was thinking i'm like i could never fucking live in that house that entryway is just filled with empty boxes like throw them out I, it's so frustrating i know i, know. I will the, say i will say not helping is unacceptable
1: i will say I think that, that what Hannah did wrong was she opened her mouth. She should have never offered to take out the trash. First of all, the kitchen is on the top level. Oh, the house is so dumb. That <laughs> like, house is so, so you have dumb. To, and that many people, I we accumulate at least one to two bags of trash a day in for our person. house. person. Like, right? So I'm thinking, and that's down the hallway and I can barely do it. So, I mean, we leave trash bags for at least an, like overnight. That's also disgusting to have to like take the dirty bag,
0: like and drag it throughout the house till you go outside. And also like
1: at night, there's like raccoons you are in the woods. Like that's scary for a girl. And there's yeah. a lot of stairs. I'm just saying. I agree. She should never have volunteered that job. That's where she went wrong because then Kyle had a reason to get mad at her. If she, like Paige, Paige didn't lift a finger and
0: she got away with it. But like when Paige does it, it's like not annoying. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) I'm just like a Paige
0: apologist and I'm also Amanda apologist and like I just really want to be friends with them. I stand
1: Paige. I really truly do. I like Amanda. I just don't know if I buy, like I think when two friends are fighting everyone's involved. It's impossible to fight with yourself. And so I know we want to blame it on Kyle and Hannah, but I think that Amanda is more involved and she's good at it, man. She's good at her game. It works. America loves her. I'm just saying I'm watching with a careful eye. doesn't mean I hate her. Mm -hmm. I like her. I had dinner with her and Stassi and Bo and Kyle and my Tay. It was great. As this episode, you're probably not going to have dinner with her again. No, 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 no. I'm shocked that they even still talk to me. I'm pretty sure after the season, things I've said, there's like no, no way. way in
0: hell. That's okay. They're not my friends. Um, Well, I'm excited because the reunion's on tonight and maybe I'll talk about, I mean, oh, TPG is on tomorrow. Maybe he'll watch. Um, <gasps> it's good. Huh. I know. I'm
1: so jealous. You can come
0: over and just like hang and watch. I might. <laughs> um, let's also talk about Younger because yesterday I caught up on the first five episodes. They're on Hulu and they're on Paramount Plus. And a little spoiler alert. So if you haven't watched it yet, maybe just meet this part. Um, the show is so good. I want to run Liza over with my car. Like I can't stand her. And you know what? That's the Darren Star way. He makes his, he protagon- does. his protagonist he does. so unlikable. And honestly, it's like I don't even want her to end up with Charles. You know, Charles end up with Quinn. Like, I don't give a shit. End up with Hillary Duff. End up with (laughs) with Hillary Duff. I hate Liza so fucking much. She's so annoying, and it's like, why don't they spruce her up a little bit? She's looking like, like everyone's getting fabulous like fashions, and she's wearing the same fucking fringe coat every season. It's like she doesn't get any like character development in terms of her style. And like Hillary Duff, and literally the star of the show is Lauren. Oh, she is. I mean, I will say this from doing the after
1: show the whole cast is like Lauren carried this season on her back. Like she all did. of them
0: say it. I feel like when she got cast and, and I don't know this for sure. And like when the role was written for, her, it was a small part, but she just like did so much with every scene that they, they gave her a huge role, but where the fuck is Diana? Oh, I know. Does so she come back ever. Is she off the show? So there is,
1: um, a return of some kind. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. But yeah, that's, I mean, but it is, it, it's, it it's a, it's a return of some kind. <laughs> um, like, I'm so, so excited. Actually, what can I say? She's literally my favorite character. I die for her. I know. I think you're going to see kind of like a little passing of the button no. from a Diana to a Lauren But maybe? Lauren is really good at being Diana. She's fantastic Does at it. Doesn't it, it make you want to work in publishing? Yes, Diva. Yes, I love it. Like, I love Lauren so much. Darren, actually, she was just supposed to come on like... For a few scenes, right? And Darren was like, "This kid's got it. She's a star. She is a star. She actually, speaking of Sex in the City, she kind of gives me Carrie Bradshaw vibes, like
0: in an and only the good parts. In a millennial way. In a millennial way. Yeah. Yeah. Liza's just so fucking unlikable. And like, honestly, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you don't want to get married to Charles because you're scared. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, I can't. Like, of course, it's so stupid. Like, I just, I, I will say. Because
1: I remember like even watching getting ready to do the after show because we shot it ahead of time. I was like watching the first few episodes and I was like, why is like Liza's like bumming me out? She's kind of like sad. Negative. Like... Stella, get your groove back, and she. I will say, as the season progresses, it it starts to feel cozy and familiar again. But no, your read's right. Like, yeah. it, there's definitely, and they definitely did that intentionally. I just love because I think at the end of the day, they all acknowledge like Liza's been lying throughout the whole thing, and like you don't just get away with that shit. Agreed. Agreed. And so that that thing is like the writers and the cast and Darren. They always hold the like the show, the protagonist, accountable. You, I'm just telling you, the end is it's just, it's a great final season. Okay. It's a great end. I was like, had like, I was crying. I had like goosebumps. I was very happy Well, because here's the thing. First of all, we don't get enough
0: Debbie Mazar and we don't get get enough. um, We get a lot of Debbie this season. Good. Yep. Uh, There's a little plot twist at the end with the whole professor thing. Yep. Um, We don't get enough Debbie Mazar. We get too much fucking Liza. She's so infuriating and I just can't stand her. Um, (laughs) Tell me how you really feel. (laughs) No, I really fucking hate her. And... Like, there's a variety of things going on. And it's like, of course, like, Josh is still in love with her. Like, she should end up with Josh. That's literally who she deserves. And, of course, like, it's literally Aiden versus Big. And Aiden Aiden is Josh and Mr. Big is Charles. And, of course, you wanted Mr. Big in Sex and the City. But, honestly, like, Carrie was so undeserving. And, literally, the same goes for Liza. I could literally see the patterns in Darren Star. Liza is so fucking undeserving of Charles. Liza is so fucking annoying. Oh, she's like, oh, I can't say yes to you. I have to talk to my child. Her. it's been a month you haven't even called your kid yet <laughs> wait wait i will say this when i first watched sex in the city
1: i thought carrie was it yeah Goals, everything and now later on when i watch back she is a doofus it's her fault that her and big didn't get together and all those seasons it's all her fault everything, everything. she's yeah. a terrible friend terrible I will say, carrie v liza i think liza is much more likable than carrie
0: Really think about it. Okay, here's the thing: Liza is a better friend, and she's nicer. Yes. But they have equally poor decision making skills. Fair, which makes for a great show. A great show. So it's really good. The show just makes me want to like go out and like do ecstasy. Like they're always just like having fun. You know? I
1: know, and that's the thing too. Like they really. They, it's so New York City. It's so Brooklyn. It's so young. I I like. Ugh, what an honor to get to work on the show. Seriously, and the fact that it's over, it's very, it's very bittersweet because. The production on it's a lot, you know, yeah. it's a lot of work and there's like scripts involved and I don't really do all the scripts, but um no, it was amazing. But I can't believe we rapped like socially distanced. That means that sucks because you said so you couldn't hug Peter Herman. I couldn't hug Peter and he would have hugged
0: me. I hugged Peter.
1: I met Marishka at one of our um, rap parties from one season. What? Dead die. Literally we were at I think it was like I guess it was the last one we did before this. Right. And we were at the after party and We saw Peter and he's like, let's go say hi to Peter. And we were like walking. Because Peter, we like die for each other. You should see, you have to see the getting younger with him. Like we are not in a creepy way, but like obsessed with each other. No, I love him so much. And he, oh right, he was on the toast. I remember. Oh yeah,
0: it was literally the best day of our lives. Isn't he the greatest human being on the face of the planet? So hot. So we walk over. And he's on Blue Bloods. He used, oh, be, he used to be married on the show to
1: Bridget Moynihan. They have a kid together. <gasps> okay. So we're walking out on this like gorgeous patio and we see Peter sort of walking towards him and there's a woman in a leather jacket standing there Stop! and all of a sudden we see Peter and he's like, hi, the tailors. And we're like, Hey, what does he call her? And then Marishka? honestly I blacked out. Fuck. Literally all I remember is like, he's like Marishka or like honey, Meet the Taylors, and she like turned around, and it, and it was like Olivia, <gasps> but the fucking Benson. Benson. She was like dressed like her, of course. And I I like I melted into a puddle on the ground. Ah, oh, that's amazing. I did not make a great first impression, not because like she was rude or anything, just because like
0: I was a total dweeb. No, by the way, you're so right. Like that's literally the best gig you've ever had, ever and ever will. And it's over. <laughs> Done. Um. The other thing I wanted to talk about was Real Housewives of New Jersey. So I know you didn't watch it. I don't want to spoil anything for you. But it was actually a really good episode because they had a party at Michelle's house. Who I feel like Michelle was meant to be a housewife and then something happened. Like I don't know. But her house is super nice. Michelle's
1: the one with the husband that said Joe owed him money.
0: Yeah. And Got she's it. selling Teresa her next house. And yes, her and Teresa gets. went house hunting. It's actually very exciting for Teresa. Teresa's all about like I want this modern house. Modern, modern, modern. She literally goes to a house that's so modern. It's like a prison cell. And then I was Googling because I wanted to see. Triggering cause... for her. Because oh <laughs> shit. I <laughs> mean. I not realize that. <laughs> then I went to Google because I know that it was just in People Magazine that she bought a house with her boyfriend. So I'm like, I want to see what house they ended up buying and it's literally like the most Italian like old school, like it's literally her old home times too. Like, so I'm like, I thought we wanted modern. Um, but so her house is really nice and it was a good party. Like Teresa stormed out to what? go get, have sex with her boyfriend but also because like she was just annoyed that everyone was talking about her being in love with her new boyfriend. Like, Why she was is having that annoying? a really extreme reaction to it. I just think she was like, need an excuse to go fuck. I mean, oh, like totally. We're That's all so supportive. Teresa. We're all supportive. Go, go get Doesn't your. Not Teresa ever take accountability for anything, for literally anything. Anything. But then the big fight was that, like, basically, David bought Dorin, uh, Dolores, a Porsche. <gasps> so everyone was like, "He's postponing the ring. He's postponing." I'm like, "These people are so fucking stupid." Dolores has two kids already. She lives with a man. She's set in her life. If you, yeah, if you would, if I was Dolores and I had the option to get a new Porsche or an engagement ring porsche so wait, why does she need to be married again how so, was so how was so the like reaction to it was she like i love they this. they didn't even film it but literally um like one of the guys brought it up and it was like dolores got a porsche or, or melissa gorga brought it up so they're all talking about it behind her back she didn't even tell anyone melissa is so shady to dolores and i don't like it and i see you melissa I see melissa you. and joe were instigating this whole fight like literally joe was saying such like fucking like Nasty things. It was really like 1950s. He was like, You don't have a man. You want to be married. Like, basically, like Dolores needs a man to be stable. Like, I if, saw that he said she was like broken, a broken woman. Said that she's a broken woman from Frank Cittania and she's scared. And that is so insulting. It was so rude. And then Melissa got involved. And it's like they were just both like gaslighting the fuck out of her. Melissa was like, You know, like we heard he got you a portion. We were all talking about it. And we all said that it's him postponing getting a ring. And then that really set Dolores off because they were all talking about it. She's like, You're also fucking fake and phony. Right. I'm happy. I'm. I really am like pleased with my relationship with David. Like, get the fuck out of my business. And she stormed, Frank, we're leaving. Literally, it was iconic. I would have done the exact same thing. Everyone and the only person who was really defending her was Margaret. I love Dolores and I love Margaret. Me too. I love like,
1: friendship. I actually think I've always kind of sided with um Melissa. Sorry, I forgot her Me name. Me too. Mm-hmm. Because Teresa is so impossible and like what a nightmare sister-in-law. However, I just think that they're both pretty much nightmares and I have seen a side to Melissa this season where she's coming for Dolores who is such an angel queen. Agreed. Amazing woman. She's like, she owns who she is. She's
0: like totally filterless. She's flawed, but she's comfortable in herself. She bleeds out for the show. Like, she gets really personal. She's the best. She's gorgeous. I agree. I have seen a very ugly side of Melissa, especially and, last night. And
1: she wouldn't drop it when at the breast cancer thing. She won't fucking drop about it. About the house. The game moving to the house with the house. It's like, Melissa, shut up. Also, go mow your lawn. Your husband and you don't even get me. Started what's going on there. that's what Dolores
0: said. Like, they were just getting on her for not being married. And then she turns to Joe. And she was like, why would I want to get married so my husband can yell at me for walking in front of him? It was the best comeback of all time. And she was 100% right. Did you learn that in prison? That was also a good comeback. That was iconic.
1: Good job, Jackie.
0: Jackie was being, like, kind of lame this episode. Because, like, at first I really respected her for standing up to Teresa. But now that, like, they've made up, I kind of have this feeling that, like, all Jackie's ever wanted in her entire life is to be friends with Teresa. With a picture? Right. First it was the picture at the meet and greet of several years ago. And now that she's like friends with Teresa, she's just like kind of thirsty for Teresa's attention. And I'm like, was all of this a ploy to be friends with Teresa? Like it was. That's sad and gross. So I'm starting to like have less respect for her. Damn. Yeah. It was a good episode. I have to watch it. It's really been a good season and it's been a great day hanging out with you. And so much fun. I mean, our day's just begun because we're going to lunch and we're literally about to miss our reservation because we can't stop talking. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much for being here, you guys. If you like what you heard, Taylor does a free podcast called Taste of Taylor. It's available everywhere you get podcasts. But she also does a daily show quite like The Morning Toast. It's two hours. She's great co-host. It's available on Patreon patreon.com slash the Taylor Strecker Show. Yes. Follow Taylor on Instagram. She so desperately needs a followers. <laughs> it's at Taylor Strecker. S-T-R-E-C-K-E-R are. It's true. And she needs more content too. That's why she doesn't have as so many I followers as she should. I did some today. Good. Thank you guys. (laughs) Tomorrow is our final episode of the week. Friends and Family Week is coming to a close, and we are joined by Brian Kelly, the points guy. (sighs) We're going to do a whole credit card travel update. So, if you guys have questions, I'll post something on Instagram that you can drop them. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So, if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So, that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So, wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. (laughs) Bye.